Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Live with CDP Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. And I'm looking forward to my guest today. Uh, His name is Ken Bradley. He's the uh, Senior Editor for the Athletic NFL, and he covers the Panthers, the Ravens, the Rams, and the Cowboys. So uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Ken about his career in journalism and uh, also working for the Athletic, and just to see what his thoughts are on uh, the Super Bowl 56 matchup uh, between the uh, Los Angeles Rams. I still want to call them the St. Louis Rams, but the Los Angeles Rams and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Rams' fifth Super Bowl appearance in their history. And for Cincinnati, this is their third uh, trip to the Super Bowl. Their first one was 40 years ago, 1981, uh, at the Silver Dome at Pontiac, Michigan, against the 49ers. So uh, if you guys can just give me a minute, I will bring on Ken Bradley from The Athletic. And I look forward to speaking to him today. Good afternoon, Ken. How are you doing? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Good. Again, thank you so much for being able to come on my podcast. Yeah, sure. Glad to glad to jump on and talk sports anytime. Yeah, definitely. And uh, to honor you, I guess, through the week I put in uh, SoFi Stadium. Have you been to that stadium yet, Ken? I, I have not. I am uh, I am based uh, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. So uh, I have not been there. Um, uh, of course, uh, the writer I work with, Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams, is there all home games and and we've got a a team of probably about eight to 12 people um, at one point or another from the athletic who will be there uh, throughout the week and and on Sunday. Wow. The stadium just looks so amazing. uh, Just watching it on TV. Yeah, it's uh, it's (laughs) these stadiums are getting nicer and nicer. And uh, and yeah, it's uh, it looks like a great place to play football. Definitely. Now, I was wondering, I wonder if the Cincinnati Bengals fan base will travel well for this game and it'll be a split crowd because I noticed a lot of games there this year. It seemed to be a split crowd at the uh, SoFi Stadium. Yeah, especially um, the Rams played the 49ers at home late in the season. And of course, they played them in the playoffs. And uh, during the regular season, at one point, it was so loud when Matthew Stafford was. was coming to the line of scrimmage that they couldn't even hear. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think the Super Bowl, um, one, like you said in your intro, the Bengals, it's been so long since they've played in the Super Bowl. You know, what a great story. I, I think, I, I think you'll see as many fans of the Bengals that can get there. Um, you know, but the Super Bowl is always one of those, um, one of those games where even though it's in Los Angeles where the Rams are, it's not going to be a typical home game because ticket prices are, crazy um you know i think a lot of the people who end up attending that game are just there to see a football game um you know then you'll have your your kind of your group of rams fans your group of Bengals fans so um yeah it's gonna be fun to watch yeah i'm really looking forward to that game uh before i get to some questions ken quick question yes or no should the pro bowl be scrapped 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I, just, Absolutely. I just had to ask you, cause I'm going to be honest with you. I love football. I love all the major sports, but there's only one all-star game I'll watch in sports. And that's the major league baseball all-star game. Yeah. Yeah. The pro bowl, um, you know, select players for it. Don't play the game. I, I mean, it, it, there, there's too much of a risk for injury. Um, these players are getting played, paid too much money these days to risk, you know, tearing an ACL, breaking a, a, an ankle, doing something in a meaningless game. And then to watch them play, you know, what is essentially two-hand tag, flag football, um, it just, it, it seems pointless. Um, yeah, you know, there's just, just scrap it. it, it you're right. Baseball is, is different. Um, that's one that as a kid, I, I look forward to watching. Um, you know, and basketball is a little more of a showcase, but, you know, football, there's just, you know, you've got big time investments showing up on that field. And the last thing you want is, you know, one of your best players to get hurt and miss part of a season or the entire next season. Um, so, yeah, there, there's no need to play that game. I was going to say, and I'm being up at near Toronto. I'm a CFL fan as well. They used to have an all-star game in the CFL, but they scrapped it in the late eighties because of that, those reasons why well, have a, a key player on a team get hurt really in a, an exhibition meaningless game. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do away with it. Select the team, you know, it, it, it's an incentive on your, in your contract to be selected the pro bowl. Just don't go play in it. Yeah. Definitely. Even the hockey all-star game, I just uh, could not watch it. And the, the NBA all-star game I used to like, but they've changed it so much now. I just can't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's baseball is really the one, you know, a, a lot of people were critical when they, um, when they changed the rules and decided that the winner would have home field advantage in the, in the postseason. Um, you know, but when you look at things it it does, it gives you a little more incentive, but then, you know, baseball has changed so much over the years that, um, you know, it's one thing if you, if your team, their first baseman or shortstop is playing, but all of a sudden pitchers, um, you know, you don't want to, they're, they're not going to go throw two, three, four innings in an all-star game or 20 or 30 mm -hmm. pitches. They're going to come in and, you know, be as efficient one batter, two batters, and then on to the next pitcher. So, um, you know, and that changes the way the game's played too. Definitely. And um, I was mentioning to one of my friends today, there's a bit of a CFL connection with the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals because Zach Taylor was a Winnipeg Blue Bomber third string quarterback on their 07 Grey Cup team. They didn't win. They lost. And uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who's the Arizona coach, was the starting quarterback for Winnipeg back then. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, those are some. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury was a boy. He could sling it back in the day. Yes, and then um, uh, Joe Burrow's father, I completely forgot about this, played in the CFL from 76 to 81 with uh, Montreal, Calgary, and Ottawa. And uh, it just, yeah, it's just, I couldn't believe I forgot about it, but I guess it's been over 40, uh, 40 years since his uh, dad retired. Yeah, wow, that's that's something. It's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, Joe Burrow, what a great story. My, my wife was just telling me before I walked in here that uh, uh, the, the Cincinnati zoo just named a penguin after Joe Burrow. Um, so, you know, they're getting behind everything. And, uh, you know, it's that, it's that the, all these weird little stories that pop up around the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, but fun too. So yeah, it's, it's, Definitely. it's yeah. And if, uh, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow will be, I 
far as I'm concerned, he'll be as big as Pete Rose in that city. Oh, huge. And, you know, and you, you tend to forget that, you know, he tore his ACL and there was no guarantee that, and, and he tore it fairly late in the season last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's no guarantee that he was going to come back and be the player that he, that he was before he was injured or that he was at LSU. And uh, he's made people completely forget that, you know, he, he's, he's a, a great talent. Um, you know, smart, um, big arm. He's got great weapons around him. Um, uses them, to, you know, and yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be uh, he. They win that. Um, I mean, who who thought Cincinnati would be in the Super Bowl uh, this time a year ago? I really thought it was going to be Kansas City or Buffalo. Whoever won that game was going to represent the AFC. But yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, you know, it's not to get over in the college football world, but, you know, college football, the playoff has become this, you know, small group of schools that play in it every year, it seems like. And um, the NFL, you know, you, you get a little bit of that um, over the years. And, uh, you know, I, I know the Rams aren't, you know, they're they're not strangers to the Super Bowl, but, um, yeah, it's good to see a different matchup, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And before I get on to some questions, I, I just have to ask you this. Uh, quick thoughts on Tom Brady's retirement, and do you think he will actually stay retired? I, I do. I, you know, at at, at his age, um, you, can only, you can only keep going and, and avoiding like a big injury or, or something significant like that for so long. And I know he takes care of himself. Um, he's in phenomenal shape. Um, I mean, what he's been able to do, the older he gets, the seasons that he's had, um, is unbelievable. But, you know, it's also, you look at that Tampa Bay team and they're not going to be the same team. If he was coming back, they still wouldn't be the same team. And, you know, I would be, you know, that's not the way he wants to go out. I mean, they, they had a chance to get the Super Bowl this year. They were a good team. Um, they didn't do it. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're going to be talking about Tampa Bay, um, as a Super Bowl contender next year. And, you know, Tom Brady, he's not going to go to a third, a third team, um, just to, to play it out. So, yeah, I think he's done. I mean, you know, why not enjoy life? Um, you know, sit back and, you know, do, do a little, do some TV appearances, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think he's done. Okay, because he's going to say with the Niners might having a quarterback opening, maybe that would open the door for him to come home. But uh, we'll see what happens with that situation with Jimmy G. And then they got Trey uh, Trey Lance um, as their uh, backup quarterback. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 I I think I think I think you're going to see him uh, hanging up for good. Okay. Well, being an Eagles fan, we're just lucky we uh, beat him in Super Bowl 52. <laughs> so I'm I'm happy about that. And that shocked me because uh, Carson Wentz was injured in that and didn't play in that game. And we were huge. The Eagles were huge uh, underdogs and they did pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just, uh, I, I was just reading one of our stories we had earlier today from, uh, from Zach Berman, one of our Eagles writers. And uh, he was at senior bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And talking about how the Eagles, even though Hertz is their guy, that 
they're probably still looking at quarterbacks and evaluating because because that's what they do. Um, and reference, you know, seeing Wentz uh, back in the day and, and at the Senior Bowl and and, and how that came together. But uh, yeah, um, maybe they should bring in Jordan Palmer to help uh, Jalen Hurts because he did a great job with Josh Allen in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good one. Um, I mean, Hurts is, uh, you know, a lot of people were all over the place with Hertz on, on what type of player he was going to be in the NFL. Um, you know, great arm, um, obviously a, a, a great athlete played at Alabama, um, Oklahoma, two great programs. You know, he's, he's had great coaching and, uh, and, and I think, you know, he's still really young. Um, you know, so, uh, I think you're just going to see him keep getting better and better. Yeah. And that's the same with the Eagles. You're right. They have to make a decision. Will Hertz get to that next level? Or is he what he is right now? So they, they're going to have to determine that uh, very soon if they want to pursue a, um, a veteran quarterback or not. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Okay, I'm just going to get to some questions, Ken. Uh, first one I wanted to ask you, can you just tell my Canadian audience just a little bit about yourself? And when did you decide you wanted to pursue a career in journalism? Yeah, um, I you know, I'm one of those probably those rare people who kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do. A long time ago, when I was in high school, um, I was sports editor of our student newspaper. Uh, my older sister um, went to school and studied journalism. And, uh, and, I, and I knew when I went to college, I went to Auburn, uh, majored in journalism from day one. And, uh, you know, I, I knew that's what I was going to do. I, I, I was a freelance writer during Christmas and summer and spring breaks. Um, I, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, um, writing papers down there and uh yeah and i graduated and jumped right into the workforce okay um where did you attend school and then did you have any mentors when you were first starting out in the industry um well like i said i, I went to auburn um and, and was a journalism major from from day one um and you know it was uh it was much different back then than it is now it's it's a lot easier to to kind of connect with people. Um, but you know, I, uh, one of the, the first per papers that I, I did some work with while I was still in school was the St. Augustine record in St. Augustine, Florida. And, um, the sports editor there is a guy named Bob Thomas. Um, he was kind of one of those guys who, um, kind of put me down the, you know, straighten me out with, uh, some of my writing and some of the things like that. Um, and, and I still stay in touch with Bob today. He, he ended up uh, working in the Florida State um, Athletic Department for a while, um, got to know uh, Coach Bowden there really well, um, you know, but just a, a really smart guy, um, patient, um, and, uh, you know, someone who, you know, early on kind of pointed me in the right direction. Okay, because I always I like to ask my guests about mentors and when they start out and their curves and stuff like that, too. So um, you answered my next question. So that's another thing I'm working on, too, is listening skills. So uh, sometimes you can ask a guest a question and they can give you the answers to five, six, seven other questions as well. That's true. So um, anyways, the next question I wanted to ask you, Ken, um, how did you end up uh, working for the athletic NFL? And uh, just describe your role as a senior editor. Yeah. Um, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. I, I worked, um, I worked at four different newspapers, um, after graduating, um, just, 
you know, taking little steps. Um, I started out as a writer, um, then moved into an editing role. Um, and then uh, I was uh, I was sports editor at Florida Today down in Melbourne, Florida, and um, an opportunity to move up here near Charlotte came up. I, I started working for Sports Business Journal um, and was there for about two years. And our company uh, bought the Sporting News, Sporting News magazine um, that relocated from St. Louis to Charlotte. And I got hired to work for Sporting News. Um, I was an editor there, um, eventually became a college football editor. And um, uh, after I was there for, gosh, at Sporting News for about six or seven years. Um, and then I, I, as an Auburn guy, an SEC football guy, SEC Sports, um, I took a job at SEC Country, which was just a, an all SEC sports site um, based uh, owned by Cox Media Group. Uh, they own the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and uh, worked there for a couple of years before that folded. And then um, that's when I was, you know, that's kind of one of the risks you take when you get into this field is, um, you know, job cuts and, and things like that happen a lot. And um, the athletic at the time was uh, probably going on about two years and was still, um, you know, hadn't, hadn't become what it is now. And at the time they, they were looking, they had expanded from, you know, they started out with city sites, um, you know, Chicago being one of the first ones and they were expanding. And so, um, uh, a couple of people I had worked with in the past had moved on and worked at the athletic. And so, you know, it's always great to have kind of a network of people you've worked with and had good relationships with. Um, I, you know, I, I applied, um, had some conversations with some people and they were in the process of expanding to some new city sites. And one of them was going to be the Carolinas. And, so really for a couple of months, I had discussions with um, one of the people at The Athletic, talked about the staff and how that would be put together and um, got hired to be the Carolina editor. Um, and I also oversaw um, our Nashville Memphis team as well. Um, and so that went on and really until um, we hit the pandemic and things kind of slowed down. And, uh, and then we, we have... You know, we just the, the athletic just hit a uh, six year anniversary and, uh, you know, any any business, any, uh, you know, uh, sports news site that grows the way the athletic has, it's going to evolve. And so we've kind of moved away from the city sites and it's more sport vertical um, specific. And so when we did that, I slid over into the, the the NFL team because I was working with our Carolina Panthers writer um, and our Tennessee Titans writer at the time um, and Baltimore Ravens. And so, uh, so yeah, so I've been uh, part of the NFL team for like the past couple of years and um, have had the opportunity to work with some really great writers and great editors. Um, and, you know, now my, my group has expanded. I have um, Joe person who covers the Panthers. Joe and I have been working together since my first day at the athletic um, Jordan Rodrigue, um, who worked with Joe and Charlotte at the Charlotte Observer covering the Panthers. Um, we hired her. She, she was also covering the Panthers, and now she is, um, she's from the West Coast. And so 
she's been covering the Rams for the past couple of years now. So she's out in LA. Um, I have two Dallas Cowboys writers um, and then Jeff Shrebeck, who is our Baltimore Ravens writer. Um, and then uh, I also work with one of our national writers, uh, Ted Wynn, who is out in California. He does film analysis. He breaks down X's and O's, um, does a really great job of explaining what you're watching when you see things on TV. Wow. I was going to say, and you've probably seen this in the last, I don't know, less 10 years, the last, in the past next, the past 10 years, sorry, uh, the past 10 years, how much the industry has gone from print to digital. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'm one of those people who, um, you know, I always had newspapers laying around and, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I, I love a good newspaper, but I haven't subscribed to one in I, I don't know how long. Um, I still like picking one up every now and then, but, um, you know, what you can do with the digital product now is, um, it, it's just, it's, it's just, it's way better. And, um, you know, I, I know people, uh, you know, I still, I have scrapbooks from when I played like high school sports and clippings and things like that. You know, I, I love that. I miss seeing that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, when you, you know, I'll use the athletic as an example, when you, when you bounce around the athletic website, it's just, it's so much stuff. You could not possibly even begin to, uh, to read, you know, even just a small fraction of everything. Cause there's just so much stuff and, um, and, and really great stuff. I mean, you could, you know, th there are stories, um, you know, I have up here on my browser, I, I still have them clicked up here cause I want to read them. Um, and just haven't had a chance to yet. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, you know, the digital world is, has really changed things. And, you know, I, I think that for a while people really resisted it, but you know, that's, that's come and long gone. Um, so, you know, that's just where we are now. Well, and I was telling my one friend 10 years ago, I didn't even know what Wi-Fi was. So, <laughs> so I've come a long ways in 10 years. And, and to be honest, I wish they had this platform back in the nineties. Cause um, I think it would have gone into broadcasting because this has given me a great opportunity to, um, to, to do my podcast and talk to people from Canada, the States, other countries, and to uh, improve and, and, and work on my interviewing skills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. I mean, there, there, it has created so many, so many opportunities. Um, uh, my son's high school uh, basketball team, um, because of the pandemic, they uh, a lot of the high schools now televise games on a you know you pay a subscription fee, and and there's a, a kid um, who does the play by play. Um, he started it when he was in eighth grade. Now he does it in ninth grade um, for all the home games, and you know, by the time he graduates high school, he's going to have, uh, you know, a nice little resume of, and, and, you know, work that he can show people. And, and it's, that's an opportunity that, um, you know, he wouldn't have had 10 years ago. And, um, you know, just, you're, you're right. It opens doors for a lot, for a lot of, a lot of opportunities, a lot of people to do some things that, um, you know, they may not have had a chance to do. And that's true. And I'm also taking up blogging too, because I figure if I can um, improve my skills uh, as a blogger and a writer on the internet, that will help as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one thing to be able to, um, you know, have a show and, and talk about things and discuss things. Um, 
it's another thing to be able to sit down and write them. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, uh, you know, that, that's the thing now too. It's like, it, once you, once you write it and publish it, it's, it's out there for people to see. So, uh, um, you know, same, same with you out, you know, when you're talking, people can, you know, we're going to have access to stuff and, uh, you know, whether it's a, a good opinion or a bad opinion. <laughs> so, Definitely. uh, yeah. Um, and that's the one great thing too, with my podcast, it's live, but if people can't watch it live, they can watch it or listen to it 24, seven, 365 days of the year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. That's, that is the the beauty of everything. I mean, it's everything. It's, it's TV, it's radio, it's music. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I, you remember a time when, uh, you'd get in the car and you would hope you'd hear a song. Um, yeah. And if you were three minutes late, you missed it, you know, you know, yeah. and, and now yeah. you just, you know, rewind. Yep. Satellite yeah, radios, the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Listen to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you okay for a few more uh, questions? For sure. A few more yeah. minutes. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah. Cause I always try to keep with my guest schedule. So uh, what's a normal, I shouldn't say normal day, but what's a day like typically for a senior editor, especially covering four NFL teams? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's it gets a, a little tricky sometimes because, uh, like I said, I am I'm on uh, I'm in North Carolina, so I'm on the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, my Panthers and Ravens writers are both in the Eastern Time Zone. My Cowboys writers are in Central Time Zone, and then my Rams and then my uh, my film analysis writer are both in Pacific Time. So. Um, when things line up just so it can really make for, for long days, because, you know, I don't want to, if my Rams writer is filing a story at five or six o'clock her time, which is eight or nine o'clock my time, you know, she shouldn't be penalized for that. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to say, Oh, well, you know, it's eight or nine o'clock for me. Um, but, um, you know, it's not every day is like that. And and usually, you know, I have a good team and we communicate really well. So I know when things are coming and, you know, if I know that um, now Super Bowl week's a little bit different because there's there's stuff coming every day. But during a, a typical week during the season, you know, I have a, a good idea when things are coming. And, um, you know, one of the. You know, we all work from home, we all work remote now and which is great in a lot of ways and it's uh not great in a lot of other ways um Mm -hmm. because you're in a lot of ways you're always available but you know if i know that my panthers writer files a story at three o'clock and i work on that and i get it done and my next story coming in is going to be at eight or nine o'clock um you know then you don't you don't if you're going to an office you you know you get in at eight nine o'clock in the morning and you wouldn't end up leaving until 11 12 o'clock at night um, you know, but you can kind of balance your day out that way. Um, and, and I, and I do all of my writers kind of have their own little system. Um, and I know what to expect of them. So, um, usually my mornings are, are busy. Uh, I have a little bit of a lull during the day. Um, and then things pick up in the afternoon. Um, it's a lot more structured during the season because you have, um, you have games, uh, you, you have, uh, news conferences that are scheduled. Um, you kind of know when your writers are planning to write. 
um, in the off season, things get a little more, um, everybody, not that everybody does their own thing, but, um, you know, the, the off season gets shorter and shorter too, because you have free agency, the draft, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, then training camp is right around the corner. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it you stay pretty busy. Um, but you know, when it's, you know, I've always been involved in sports and it's what I enjoy doing. And, um, you know, most days it doesn't feel like work. So, um, you know, that's a good thing. I can, I can live with that. And that's why I'm trying to get into the radio industry because I love talking to people. I like asking questions and I like learning stuff from my guests. Every podcast I do here, I learn something new from my guests. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, you, you know, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, uh, you know, listening, uh, and that's what we have to do all the time. And, uh, and you do, you, you learn stuff and you learn good habits. Um, you know, we have a great team of editors and, and I know everybody does things a little bit differently, but over the past couple of years, you know, little things pop up and you're like, Oh, that's a good idea. You know, maybe I should do that. And, and then you realize, Hey, that, that works. That makes my life a little bit easier. And one thing too, when I, I, I'm quite active on Twitter, I like to go to reliable, credible sources too. So that's the athletic is definitely one. And, uh, and that's important with journalism too, is to make sure you're credible and you check your sources and all that too. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, we, uh, you know, there are so many layers to what we do. Um, and, you know, when there is news that breaks, um, you know, we have a process and, um, you know, we're not just going to, to publish something that, um, you know, that, that, that we think is right. Um, you know, we want to know it's right. You know, we have, have lots of conversations with my writers and, and other editors when things are happening. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the athletic was just uh, purchased by the New York Times. And, you know, the New York Times is, you know, the, big, the New York yeah. Times is the New York Times. And, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, we, we work, we'll work separately from them, but, um, you know, they have a standard and, you know, they are the, the digital um, site that, you know, most people as a business model would aspire, you know, to be that successful. And, um, you know, and now we have, you know, that backing too. And, um, you know, that's years and years of journalistic journalism standards and, um, you know, things to, to learn from them and watch as well. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, I always think it would be, you know, you, you mentioned Twitter and, and you see, you know, people get bent out of shape on Twitter about this and that and stories and what somebody said. And, um, you know, sometimes I do wish you could just like pull somebody off of Twitter and take them behind the curtain and say, all right, you know, before you start, you know, screaming and yelling about something, let's, I want you to see what, how all this came together. And, and you understand that, um, you know, it wasn't like someone just sat down, wrote something and we hit the print button. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. There's and, a process uh, The there's a process and that's why I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah, I mean, there, like I said, there are a lot of layers to it. Um, you know, there, you know, th- the last thing you want to do is end up being the story and, um, 
you know, I, I, there are very few times that, that I can recall in the three plus years I've been with the athletic where, um, you know, the athletic, uh, the athletics name is out there because of, you know, of something, you know, I mean, we, we've broken some really big stories and that's when you want your name out there. And that's, you know, when you see the athletic, it's usually things like that. Um, you know, cause like, like I said, you, you don't want to, um, you don't want something to come out and then, you know, next thing you know, you're showing up over here and they're saying, Hey, this is, this is what these guys said and they were wrong. Um, you know, and so, like I said, we have built in, uh, procedures to, to keep that from happening. Um, and lots of conversations and, you know, we have, <clears throat> we have good people all the way up the chain and, um, you know, who, who established a, a, a good, a good system, um, from day one. And, uh, you know, we just kind of keep building on it and, um, yeah, it's worked so far. I'm going to have to look at subscribing to the athletic too, because I had the pleasure of talking to uh, Tim Graham, who's out of the Buffalo area and yeah. he's a really good guy too, as well. And he does a good job for the athletic as well. Yeah. He's a, he's a great writer. Um, and, you know, we have, uh, you know, periodically we'll have good, um, good subscriber deals. Um, you know, usually I think the last one we had was, Right around Christmas, um, you know, I think we had like a, a two dollar a month deal for a year, you know, which is a great deal. Yeah, I was um, gonna say so. Yeah, and and every now and then we'll do, uh, you know, like a dollar deal, um, something like that. So, uh, you know, if you if you hunt around, you can you can usually find something really good. But you know, it it, it it's it, like you said, you're you're an Eagles fan, and I think a lot of people think, well, you know can I get on there and, you know, see my team's coverage? Well, yes, but you can see everything just because yeah. you subscribe to read Eagles content. You have access to all our NFL, major league yeah. baseball, NBA, college football, you know, soccer, uh, you know, everything. It's so much stuff, hockey. Um, you know, so it, like I said, it's, it's a lot to read and, uh, you know, it's, you, you, you can't, you can't get enough of it. Okay. And I just got a couple quick questions for you and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Ken, just quick thoughts on the 21 NFL season and quickly your thoughts on this postseason and the one game that was the craziest ending I've ever seen, uh, Buffalo, Kansas city. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun season. Um, it, it's, I, I kind of get locked in on kind of seeing it through the teams that I work with um, the Panthers have been the team that I've worked with the most over the years. And it was not a great season for them, of course. Um, and then the Ravens were just hit by all sorts of injuries. Um, you know, they lost their top three runnings backs before week one, um, you know, COVID, uh, you know, just, it picked away at every team at one point or another. Um, you know, the Cowboys had, uh, you know, a really good season. You know, they turned things around, um, a disappointing ending. Uh, the Rams have been that team that, you know, just kind of the way they were built, um, adding the pieces they did, you kind of sense that, that this was going, you know, it, you had Tampa Bay playing the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay last year. Um, obviously knowing the Super Bowl was going to be at SoFi Stadium this year, the Rams, you know, they, they put all their chips in and, and 
said, let's go for it. And here they are exactly what they wanted to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the Tom Brady story, um, you know, great story, of course. Um, you know, it's it, every NFL season's entertaining and fun. Um, but yeah, that, uh, I mean, the whole postseason has been, you know, just, you know, the ratings have been through the roof every Every week you're like, oh my gosh, it's, uh, you know, more people watch this game than, than, uh, you know, but yeah, that game, um, wow. You know, you just, you know, what more could you ask for? I mean, that's, uh, you know, two great teams, uh, two great quarterbacks, um, going at it. And, uh, I'm still amazed that, uh, you know, there was a time when if you scored with less than a minute left, that was ball game. And yeah. now it's yeah. like. If they're less than 20 seconds left, hold on because you don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we saw that uh, throughout the postseason. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, I think everyone. Everyone is you know, hoping that this is going to be the Super Bowl is going to live up to what we've seen the past couple of the past few weeks in the playoffs. Um, you know, who knows where we'll, we'll see. Okay, and that leads to my last question. Uh, really, uh, thoughts on Super Bowl 56 matchup between the Bengals and Rams, maybe a couple keys, and who is your pick for Super Bowl MVP? Hmm. Um, I think if I had to pick a winner, um, I, I lean toward the Rams. I just think uh, experience-wise, um, you know, you've got Matthew Stafford, you've got Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey, you know, they added Von Miller, uh, they added uh, Odell Beckham. Um, you know, those are just, you know, those are Hall of Fame players and in key spots and, you know, and they're still very good. And that's not even, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, a lot of people would say he should be the MVP this season. Um, and, and I couldn't argue with him. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, they've struggled at times. Uh, you know, they, they played like a really good first half and then struggled in the second half and, you know, lost some big leads. Um, you know, the Bengals, uh, I, I, I don't know if, you know, defensively, if they can hold up well enough. Um, but, you know, with, with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and those guys, um, you know, they're going to score points. And so, you know, I don't think it's going to be a, a 21-17 type of game. I think it's going to be, you know, 31-28, 31-27, that sort of thing. Um, I think the Rams end up pulling it out. Um, and as far as an MVP, um, you know, I, I, it's it's hard. To, I, I would, after seeing what I've seen this season, I would say it's hard to bet against Cooper Cup. Um, he's just that guy who shows up. Um, at all the right times and makes big plays. Um, I, I know Stafford's going to have to get him the ball, but um, I, I would, uh, that would be my pick would be Cooper Cup. Um, I was going to say, if I was picking the Rams, I agree with you. One question about him. Uh, to me, my observation of Carson Coop, um, Cup is he is a faster version of Julian Edelman. Do you see any similarities between him and Edelman? He, yeah, he could be, he, he is, um, the thing that, um, that makes, well, there are a lot of things that make, make cup a, a fantastic player, but, um, 
one, he he is he is great after the catch. He, um, you know, back when the Rams scouted him and he went through the combine, some teams were scared off because his combine speed was not what you would want out of a receiver who, you know, is maybe a little bit undersized. Um, but uh, they did some GPS tracking on him and liked what they saw. And that's why they went with him. You know, it's kind of like you go back to Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice was not super fast, but he put on pads and a helmet. And all of a sudden he was like Superman. You couldn't catch him. And, uh, and Cooper Cup is that way a lot. Um, he has a, a, a great ability to, to break tackles, to avoid tackles. Um, and, and one of the things that goes with that is that he's also a great blocker. Um, you know, you don't expect that from your guy who almost had 2,000 yards receiving. I mean, he will stick his nose in there, uh, clear a path for Cam Akers or Sony Michelle, um, you know, and one of his other receivers. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that, that's, those are the types of players that help you win Super Bowls. Yeah, and and to me, I see so many similarities between him and Edelman. It's high football IQ and just being at the right spot where, where the ball's got to be delivered. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they're they're able to find um, holes in the zones. Um, they're able to beat men one on one, and just drive you nuts because you're like, hey, you, know, you, you know, the ball's going to him. Why can't someone guard him? You just you just can't. Definitely. Okay. And my last question for you, Ken, I'm going to wrap this up uh, since I've kept you a little more than 35 minutes. Um, any advice for those looking to pursue a career in journalism and where can my audience find you again on social media and your website as well? Yeah, I think um, the key to getting into it is, uh, is starting early. And, you know, if, if, if you're in high school, um, you know, and if you have a student newspaper, get involved with that. Um, you know, there are, you know, most high schools have uh, Instagram sites and, and, and Twitter handles um, for their sports teams. You know, get involved in that. Um, shoot video. Um, you know, do things like that. You know, when you get into college uh, and, and if that's what you want to do, um, you know, go to, the, go to your, your college newspaper. Um, take assignments. Um, you know, for someone like me who I knew I wanted to get into sports journalism, um, that didn't mean that the assignments that I was going to get were always sports assignments. So, you know, learn to do some of those, you know, covering a, a board meeting, you know, things like that, that um, may not be what you want to do, but it helps helps you learn, um, kind of grow your skill set um, a little bit. But, um, you know, the more you the more you can kind of do things like that to get your foot in the door. The more people you can meet, um, reach out to, um, you know, a, a college campus is a great place. If you're, you know, if you're covering, you know, we're in basketball season now, if you're covering a college basketball game um, and you're working for the student paper, you know, make sure that the writers for the newspapers and the websites who come there know who you are, you know, introduce yourself. Um, you know, you, you never know, you know, a year from a, a year down the road, 10 years down the road where there might be a job that you're looking for. And that person remembers you and you made a great impression. Um, you know, there, there are people that um, when I was at Sporting News, um, we had an intern um, who was, is, I still to this day say that he made the best impression um, 
on me and everybody else who worked there than any, any intern I'd ever been around. And, um, and he works at the athletic now. And, you know, a couple, I, I've been a reference for him a couple of times for jobs, um, including here. And um, the first thing out of my mouth every time is absolutely, you know, he's, he's, he's a hard worker. Um, he impresses you from the first moment he opens his mouth. Um, and, and, you know, and, you know, here we are, it's been, you know, probably six years since I met him. Um, and I still remember that, that first impression that he made on me and that, and that's big. Um, you know, you don't want to, you know, be that person who, uh, who turns people off, um, because, you know, you never know when that opportunity is going to you know, come back around and, and you're going to want somebody in your corner. Um, so, um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you can, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter, um, no, oh, gosh, I haven't looked at my Twitter handle in so long. It's, um, it's, uh, it's Ken Bradley NC. Um, and, uh, you know, I tweet a lot of our, our content from our writers out and, um, you know, try to showcase them the best that I can, um, because they do great work. Um, and it's, uh, it's a pleasure to work with, with the six writers I work with every day. Okay. And uh, I just want to say again, uh, thank you so much, Ken. I got your uh, athletic.com NFL a website on here as well. And what you're saying about building contacts is huge. And uh, with my podcast, 80% of it's sports, but now I'm trying to get people from other professions to branch out to, to prove that I can interview other people outside of my uh, first passion, which is sports, obviously. Perfect. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, the more you can do that. Interesting people and interesting conversations are always uh, a good thing. I've been very lucky. Like I said, uh, I've had people like yourself and uh, John Murphy from the Bills, Bob Soshi from the Patriots uh, come on my podcast. And I just want to try to keep improving every day, each show. And uh, I, again, I want to say thank you so much, uh, Ken, for coming on. I apologize if I kept you a little bit longer than 35 minutes. Oh, no, that's fine, Chris. I, I appreciate you reaching out anytime. Okay, you have a great night and enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll keep in touch with you on social media. Cool. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Ken. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed my podcast today with uh, Ken Bradley uh, from The Athletic. Uh, just one second. You guys can check out his website, uh, theathletic.com slash NFL, and he does the four teams. I uh, mentioned the Ravens, uh, the Cowboys, uh, the Panthers and the Rams as well. So um, just want to one, just want to say thank you again uh, to Ken Bradley coming on. And uh, I want to say thank you to everyone watching on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you haven't. Um, thank you to everyone watching on Facebook live and on my Twitter page at Chris D. Pome, if you wish to follow me on Twitter. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know my next live with CDP podcast is uh, scheduled for this Saturday. February 12th at 12 p.m. approximately Eastern Standard Time. Guest is Stu Boyer. He's a former longtime sports anchor, uh, reporter for WGRZ Channel 2 in Buffalo, New York. And uh, Stu's going to come on and talk about the 21 Buffalo Bills season and to look ahead towards the 22 Buffalo Bills uh, team, what they need to do in the draft and free agency. And uh, I'm going to get Stu to talk about um, – Super Bowl 56, the Bengals and Rams, who he sees winning the Super Bowl, who the MVP is, and some of the keys to a Rams or a Beagles, uh, Bengals uh, Super Bowl as well. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to Stu. This will be his uh, third time coming on my podcast as well. Also, guys, just to let you know, live with CDP Podcasts, the audio version is downloaded to Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, and LinkedIn. And this is Season 3 of Live with CDP, Episode 2. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm really enjoying uh, doing this podcast and, and working to get more guests on for the, for March and April to come on. And uh, also guys, you can check me out on TikTok at live with CDP on TikTok as well. And uh, let's see, I got some other sports news to uh, put on here. The 109th uh, CFL Grey Cup this year will be at Mosaic Stadium on November 20th, 2022. I'm going to try to get – I have somebody coming on from the CFL's Hamilton Tiger Cats next week. I will announce that this Saturday. So if you guys can tune into my podcast Saturday with Stu Boyer, I will announce uh, a guest from the CFL's Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, coming on next week to talk about his career in the CFL and in football. And I'm looking forward to that guest as well. And also guys, the Houston Texans are expected to hire Lovey Smith, the former Bills Bears head coach uh, sources told ESPN's Adam Scheffler and Field Yates on Monday as well. And also guys super kickoff for Super Bowl 56 this Sunday at SoFi Stadium in LA, 6 30 PM Eastern Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, right now, lists the Rams as four and a half point favorites. While the over under and total number of points Vegas thinks will be scored is 48.5 in the latest Rams versus Bagels odds. I'm going to give you CDP's uh, Super Bowl prediction right now. I'm predicting Cincinnati to upset the Rams 28 21. Cincinnati wins their first ever Super Bowl 28 21 over the Rams. And I'm predicting Joel Burrow to be the Super Bowl. MVP. Um, I like both teams and I hope it's a great game and it really doesn't matter who wins this uh, because I think the Bengals are a good young team and the Rams, uh, they're a solid team as well. But um, I think Cincinnati will upset them 28-21. But one of the keys uh, for Cincinnati to win is they can't turn the ball over and their offensive line has to protect Joe Burrow. He cannot afford to get sacked uh, by the Rams' great pass rush of Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, etc. Nine times like you were against Tennessee. So I think uh, Cincinnati can uh, play a clean game with no turnovers and uh, their offense line can uh, do a decent job against the Rams front four and protect Burrow and give him time to get his receivers and running game established. I think since he can win this game 28-21. So we'll see what happens there as well. And yeah, I'll just put that right there. 28-21 Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, Super Bowl 56 MVP. You got me on this one. And also, guys, just to wrap it up, the Glow Storm are at Sarnia tomorrow night, Wednesday, February 9th. Home to Flint on Friday, February 11th at 7.30 at the Sleeman Center on Rogers TV. I'll be doing games for the cameras. And then Saturday, February 12th, the Storm are at Saginaw. The Storm are currently tied for fifth in the Western Conference. I was Owen Sound with 41 points. The Storm, I think, have only won two out of their last 11 games. So uh, the the three-game weekend, the three games uh, this week is going to be huge because they have dropped in the standings and they desperately need a win badly. And uh, all three teams, Sarnia, uh, Flint and Saginaw are good teams. So uh, hopefully the Storm can uh, turn it around tomorrow night, starting with the Sting, who are a tough team as well. 
And uh, I think that's about it, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, I just want to say thank you again to Ken Bradley, the senior editor for The Athletic, uh, for coming on. He covers the Panthers, Ravens, Rams, and Cowboys. And you can check out his website as well. And uh, like I said, I'm just going to wrap this up. Yep. Again, uh, I hope you guys um, can tune in again this Saturday, February 12th, 12 o'clock. If the time changes with Stu, uh, I'll let you know. But uh, he was with WGRZ Channel 2 in Buffalo for 35 years. And I look forward to speaking to Stu for a third time on my podcast about the Bills and the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl uh, 56 as well. I guess that's pretty well it, guys. Um, like I said, I hope you all have a, a great night. and. Uh, We'll hopefully we'll see you guys Saturday at 12 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. If a time changes, I will let you guys know on my social media uh, again. Um, again, thank you to Ken Bradley for coming on. And everybody watching live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, thank you so much. And listening to it on my audio podcast as well. And check out my next blog. I'm going to be doing another blog very soon. And it'll be on all of my social media pages. And it's on my... Um, uh, website to uh, live with CDP uh, wordpress.com as well. You can check out my site there as well. So, all right. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, have you have a great night, rest of the week, and uh, we'll look forward to my podcast with uh, Stu Boyer this Saturday, February 12th at uh, 12 o'clock Eastern, hopefully, if everything goes well. And I will announce my uh, guest from the CFL uh, next on Saturday for next week, which I'm looking forward to as well. All right, guys, uh, take care. And again, thanks for watching and listening to Live with CDP podcast.